Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dina Varley, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And we have another interview for you coming up with two very special guests today. But first, I wanted to give you a quick update. At the time of this recording, we are rolling into the holiday season. We've had runners finish races in Berlin, London, Twin City, Chicago, New York City, and other events across the country. We've also had gyms and group fitness teams hosting our push-pull events and all sorts of other fundraisers. And I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's helping to spread awareness, raise funds, and help us fight for a world without pancreatic cancer. If you'd like to see how you can get involved, visit projectpurple.org and follow Project Purple on all social media channels. We're also heavily recruiting for our 2023 races that we've opened up so far, many that include Chicago Marathon, New York City Half Marathon, Berlin Marathon, and the London Marathon. From all of us at Project Purple, happy holidays and safe travels. Without further ado, let's meet our special guest today coming to us all the way from the podcast studio, making, I think, his first official appearance on the Project Purple podcast as a guest, the one, the only producer, Sam DaCosta, our marketing manager. Welcome to the Project Purple podcast as a guest, Sam. Yeah, um, been editing these since we've been doing them, but uh, this is definitely my first time on camera, at least. Uh, I've been told I have a face for radio, but uh, we'll see how this plays on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I, I would concur with that. Uh, and, and a frequent guest, someone who probably holds the record now as most guests on the Project Purple podcast, the one, the only program manager, Vin Camp. Vin, thank you for once again gracing us with your presence here on the Project Purple podcast. My pleasure to be on. Hello, everybody. Uh to bring back some memories of uh, that old office. Uh, I think we were the original three on episode one or something like that, right? Something, something around there at the old office. A uh, little bit different now. We're in different areas. We're on Zoom. We're not sitting around that little table, but uh, good to be on and excited to hear some news with everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you guys for joining us today on this special episode. And today's special episode is really we are going to review our 2022 and then we're going to go into 2023 with all the the great things that our community is going to be involved in 23 but before we get there let's talk 2022 and and I, I'm going to tee this up here you know for those that are our frequent followers on social media frequent listeners to hear the, the podcast I know we've done some episodes over the past year um, on our teams with various people from our teams. Um, and so this was a record year. Uh, we haven't closed the books officially because we, uh, as a nonprofit, go from January to December. That's our calendar year. That's the that's our fiscal year that we use as the calendar year. So we still have, at the time of this recording, we still have uh, plenty of time here uh, to, to have this end of the year surge and the end of the year giving. So we are cautiously optimistic that the record will continue to inch higher and higher as we continue through December. But we already know it's a record year for what we've already done uh, as of December 1st. Uh, we know this is our best financial year ever in terms of funds into the program. 
and into the charity. And there's been some great things that have happened over the last 12 months. And, you know, from the, from the leadership standpoint, this year was really weird. Um, you know, and, and how do I put this? 2021, we saw some sense of normalcy. Uh, we saw community, you know, kind of rally around us, you know, previously during the pandemic when everything was closed down and all of our events were, were shut down. We saw this massive virtual presence. Going into 21, there was a lot of talk globally, not just here in the United States, but globally about things kind of being shut down again. And I think as a as a business leader and as an as a CEO, you kind of have to take those comments and, and the suggestions out there from a variety of people, um, really in warning and how we plan and, and what we do. So, twenty one was a weird year because we we didn't know there were so many unknowns, and then going into twenty two, there was still some chatter about you know things being shut down, races not happening, travel restrictions. But I think we saw early on in the beginning of the year that that wasn't going to be the case. And I think once we hit kind of like a certain point in April, it just was like full steam ahead. <laughs> it was pretty, it was like the, uh, I just watched that movie uh, Bullet Train on Netflix over the weekend. And, you know, you, they have those trains that do, uh, you know, 200, 300, almost 300 kilometers an hour you know, overseas. And, and, and that's what it felt like, you know, we were on a bullet train, you know, making these various stops at these stations across this, this year, but we were chugging man really, really fast. Um, and then we added some pieces throughout the year as, as things started to look more normal, I should say, or more like 2019 in the sense of people's appetite for gathering and, and building community. So it, it really was just kind of a, a great year for for so many things. Um, so what we want to do today, I've asked the staff here to come up with their top five. Um, and so we're going to do this in reverse order of uh, inception to the organization. So Sam D, since you were with us, you left us, and now you're back. You've only been here for full time for about two and a half months, almost three months. Your top five uh, is going to go first. So uh, with that, I'm going to hand the mic off to you and you can share some thoughts about your experience for the year and then you can get into your 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 top five. And how we're going to do this is you're going to go bottom to top. So your fifth, fourth, third, second, and then end it with your first. Gotcha. All right. Um, I did mine in kind of no particular order, but um, I'll try to I'll try to quantify. But these are all I mean especially like jumping back on in the last half of the year, all of these events happened so fast and they were like having, you know, been back, like I think it added a little more, a little extra emotion um, to kind of these experiences and made them really special. Um, I'll just start with uh, Chicago being my first marathon back on the team, um, you know, doing the travel, being on those bridges again, where I'd been, Years and years and years ago, um, years and years, I say that it was probably like 2018 or 2017 or something like that. But being on those bridges and filming again and like running in and going like, oh, I remember getting this camera angle for this and like trying to put the video together and like remembering um, you know, just how exciting that is. Um, that was really cool. That was definitely that definitely belongs on the top five. I'm going to put it on fifth because of my, my food poisoning experience. So that's the only reason it's number five. Otherwise, it would be up there. Um, 
then like sticking with the marathons, uh, New York was awesome. Uh, cause that the team was great. The experience was great. Uh, the whole race weekend, even like the shakeout run, the meet and greet was really, really cool. Uh, the location there was awesome. The Monarch was so neat to be right there with like the empire state building, even though I'm a little afraid of heights, it was still really cool to be up on the rooftop. Um, but yeah, it was also my first one where I got to just kind of spectate and cheer because uh, we were working with a, another video person. So I didn't have to shoot video um, the whole time. And I love shooting video, but this was definitely a brand new experience. It was really exciting. I was able to get way into the cheering and confetti cannons and the crazy outfits and just like kind of allow myself to get swept up in the moment. And that was really special. Uh, I remember telling Genesis, I was like, I'm ready to run down the street in jeans. Like I want to go with these people like this, this, it was so cool. Um, another one, probably the having Liam back on the show was really special to me. Um, you know, the unfortunate reality of this disease is sometimes we have guests pass away or, you know, maybe we just lose contact with people. Like, it's very rare to have repeat guests from, from that many years ago. Liam was on episode 10. Um, and to have Liam back on episode 205, to see how happy and healthy he is, um, to meet meet his dogs there, Sonny and Noonien, um, and have him share some of the stories about his travels, too, because he traveled the country, um, kind of spreading awareness and kind of on a different sort of mission. So that was that was really exciting. Uh, just to hear him again and hear his voice and he's always a wisecracker cracking jokes so it was very good to to see Liam again and then the turkey trot and all the pancreatic cancer awareness month is up there as well uh, for me for sure um it just it was one of those events that we decided to put more focus on than we had in the past and we were really impressed with how the community rallied behind it and how many people shared and how many people were posting and how many new people we had reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook and all these other platforms saying, like, I want to get more involved. Um, I'm getting my whole family going. And then I even got to have, you know, my mom, my aunt and my fiance run it with me, too, on, on my own personal level. So that was a lot of fun to get everybody involved there. I think it's the marathons are always going to be like, I think, number one for us. But it was definitely cool to see something that's a little bit easier barrier of entry, like gets more people involved and kind of gets people rallying who otherwise might not be out there. So that was definitely exciting. And then to me, number one was truly the day that we found out we broke our record because I, the, even though I think we did it, we had like half people in the office, half people on zoom. Um, it just got chills, man. Like you could just tell like the way it rippled through the team. Like they were just, just had that different kind of electricity um, it's so funny that that kind of moment compares like that thing that's done just kind of in-house that we talk about. It's just a little announcement, like to me compared with the emotion of some of those marathons and stuff like that. But I think part of why it compares is because, you know, for marathons, for those runners, they have a whole training cycle. And, um, you know, for us, we put a whole year's worth of work in just to find out that we hit that number finally. So it's, it's a different kind of scale. It's a different kind of feeling, but we still kind of, it still brings a lot of emotion and electricity. So that definitely is on my top five. I love it, man. I love it. I'm going to save my thoughts to the, to the end when we, when we review 2022 and, and I am going to ask so uh, that we don't repeat any here, but there, there's going to be like, I, I know this is a hard thing that I asked you guys and, and for our audience listening and watching, 
like to really pick five things out of a year, that's really hard. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to have some, uh, some other ones here that we'll list once we get through ours that maybe aren't mentioned because there's so many, I mean, it, it, Sam, to your point, like it's a whole year's worth of work, like trying to narrow that to five choices is just so hard. And, and, you know, this is a testament to the community at large, right? Like we, we have such a, a great community that supports us and allows us to do all these great things. So uh, great stuff there, Sam. And uh, I like how you threw me uh, Chicago in there as, as the, uh, you know, as kind of one of your favorites, even though you, you you did get sick there at the very end and and you were still a great team player getting out there and, and getting some footage and, and doing what you got to do, getting the job done uh, before you called it quits. Then let's head over to you and, and hear your top five for the year. Again, going in uh, ascending order. So starting from five and, and going up to one. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a roller coaster year. Right. And you know, I had a lot of like changes. So there was a lot of, you know, internally. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, moving parts on my end. Um, you know, but my number five or my first one I'm going to say was actually finally going international and getting those two teams out in Berlin and out in London, um, to have those teams there. I know we weren't, you know, you got out to London, but we weren't necessarily, we weren't able to get to Berlin. We weren't able to do what we do in like New York and Chicago and, and stuff in the States. Um, but seeing and, and having that presence overseas now and having runners know that we are in these races, um, you know, London this year, you know, sold out for 23 already. And, you know, the numbers are increasing. We're getting more people and it's just like another avenue for us. You know, you, these are prestigious races that people want to be a part of, uh, and people want to race. So it was really cool, you know, to see you know, those two teams finally get out there, you know, they've been waiting for, I think it was a year, year and a half, maybe two years, you know, to get over there to do it. So to have them out there, have that presence over there, um, you know, have our name get over there and to see the pictures and the smiles on some of their faces out you know, as they were, you know, snapping us and sending us pictures from the weekend was, you know, really amazing to me. Um, my number four uh, was actually this year's golf outing, the 2022 golf outing. Um, again, this one's, you know, pretty close to my heart because, you know, we did start it in 23. I've always wanted to start it or in, in 21, I've always wanted to start one and do one. And, you know, it sort of with COVID just sort of happened that it fell into place. Um, and the, the, not only from the internal standpoint of the support we got, you know, from, you know, ambassadors and, you know, the staff and everyone day of and how smooth everything ran, just the feedback from everybody and the amount we were able to grow going from 30,000 to almost 85, 90,000, you know, selling out a golf outing in our second year uh, when we didn't really know what we were doing in year one, to be totally honest, um, and seeing that grow and, and seeing where that's going to be able to go and included in that was, you know, the presentation of the hall of fame, uh, you know, that, that we had, you know, you the two, you know, inductees Tara and Jim that were inducted into you know, the project purple hall of fame. So that was a special event for me. A lot of you know, unique things that happened during that event, you know, to make it on my list. Uh, number three, I actually wasn't a part of, but it was you guys getting out to the Brooklyn Nets game, um, you know, and getting a different Avenue, um, you know, in different publicity and different, you know, eyes on us, you know, we, we always said, you know, we're in the running community, we're in the fitness community. Um, that's just a whole new area. And 
aspect of people that, you know, are now saw Project Purple, saw Dino on center court with his purple blazer, you know, saw, you know, our name and saw everything out there. So that one, you know, hit my number three. Um, number two for me was Chicago. Um, Chicago, I think is always going to have a place in my heart. <laughs> um, it was the first real event that I you know, took over the running teams with, um, I would say you know, full time. Um, but it was also the first ever event I was at in 2017. It was the first marathon I ran. It was the first marathon we were back to live. Um, and this year having the amount of people, we had a record number of people run for us and, and we broke a record in fundraising, you know, this year you know, in Chicago. So that's always special to me um, to be out in the streets, you know, there, Sam, to have you back out there, minus the food poisoning incident, um, you know, to have a full crew out there, you know, getting the video and, and representing everybody was amazing. Um, and then my number one uh, was the grants that were announced. And um, I know it's sort of an easy thing to say, you know, could be a number one, because it is such a big news thing that you know, we were able to give five grants. But, you know, for me, it, it goes a little deeper. It's, it's all the hard work, you know, that we put in. It's the weekends away from family. It's the, you know, the working with the runners, working with the participants. It's the participants' hard work. And they can actually see, you know, we actually did this. We actually gave this back. And the donors as well, they can actually now see, you know, we gave out these five grants that are really just stepping stones to what we're going to be able to do in the future. Um, so the grants that we announced at the end of November, you know, round out my top five. Good stuff, man. And uh, you threw in some good ones there and some curveballs here. And as I go into my top I didn't. fives. <laughs> well, no. I, so, yeah. So let's get into my five. So, and you knocked one of my things here because this next round, when we talk about, you know, things that didn't make the top five, we're not going to mention anything that made the top five. And I had one that you mentioned. So there you go. Uh all right. So my top five. And so I, I, I guess I'll preface this, you know, uh, maybe we should do this in the beginning too, is, you know, this, this just comes from our own personal opinions. Right. And so it, it, it's no disregard to any of the events, any teams, any participants, because as I said, it's been a record year and this is just really, really hard to do this. But I guess when I look at this, it's kind of like from my perspective and, you know, being as a founder and CEO, which is a little bit of a different lens than probably anyone. Right. So for me, number five is our virtual events. And, and, you know, I just think this year as a whole, our virtual events from, you know, our Facebook virtual challenges, which was a record year for them to our in-house virtual challenges. Sam, you mentioned, uh, you know, the Turkey trot. I know you were really instrumental on and really driving that here in this last quarter, which was our, our best virtual event ever, you know, it's just really wild um, to me because uh, as I said, in the beginning of this podcast, you know, as we entered into 22. And as we were in 21, we were still doing a fair amount of virtual events. And clearly there's still an appetite for virtual in the sense that I don't think it's saying like, Hey, like we want to, you know, not get together and gather with people. It's more like, Hey, let's meet people where they are. Right. And, and unfortunately we can't, we're such a small organization in terms of staff. We can't be in every state. We don't have, we, we don't have staffing to allows us to do that. Or do we have a, a network? We have some some really good states that we have, uh, you know, alumni ambassadors and our 35 and under in, you know, but they're not in every state. So as we build that, um, these virtual events have really allowed us to meet people in their own communities and support us and allow them to honor and remember those loved ones that are either fighting or that have fought. Right. So it's just really, really cool how that's really grown and how that's become such a big part of our business, you know? 
And it's something that we learned through COVID that we can do. So my number five is our virtual package. Number four was the Chicago record, right? Uh, both you guys mentioned Chicago, which is kind of funny how all three of us mentioned Chicago. So what's that say? Chicago knocked it out of the park this year, uh, set a record for runners, ran in the race on race day, and then also funds raised, which is just awesome. Um, you know, similar trajectory as when we started the New York City Marathon back in 2012. We started Chicago in 2014, and here we are, you know, six teams later, seven teams later, because we didn't have one in 2020, you know, and, and we just see this massive increase. And, and now we have, you know, Chicago going into 23 with hopefully 125 runners, you know, and hopefully setting another, another record in Chicago. So kudos to uh, everyone who ran the Chicago Marathon for us this year. Um, my third, Vin, you mentioned this one, uh, was the international. I, I just think it's just so freaking cool that we have international races now. And, you know, I, I go back to the story that I've told many times here on the podcast. When I first started project purple, I said, we would never do marathons and, and look at us now. Right. And now we're doing international marathons, which is just a trip. And to your point, being in London and, and to be able to see our runners come by, you know, in an international race, one of the, the largest marathons in the world, a world major, we didn't make it to Berlin, but, you know, even that, that Saturday, you know, we had an impromptu meet and greet and just, you know, being there with the team right behind, uh, or having tower bridge right behind us was just so freaking cool, man. So freaking cool. Number two, um, was our PFA record. So I, you know, PFA, our pro, uh, patient financial aid program has been with us since day one. And this year we'll pay out more than we've ever paid out, you know, close to 140,000, um, you know, which is just so cool. And I just saw one of the new stats that someone put out here on our team the other day, like we're almost like 600 and we're just shy, of like 650,000 that we've paid since inception. And I just can't wait till that number gets to be a million dollars. How freaking cool is that, man? So, um, you know, to me, that's where the rubber meets the road, man. And these next two, my top two are, are really rubber meets the road is what I'll say here. Um, you know, in terms of the support that our donors and our participants give us, that we're able to turn that around and, and really put that where it's needed. And, and PFA is so needed. Um you know, and, and, and I'm just so blessed that we have this opportunity to impact so many families in a positive way, uh, to be able to do that. My number one drum roll, please. Uh, Vin, you stole my thunder, but it was grants. Right. And, and that's, uh, you know, my number one is also grants and, and your number one was grants. So I, I just think it's just so, as I said, with the PFA, we are just so blessed to have this opportunity. I mean, a total of 632,000 and in climbing, you know, in terms of our grants, that brings us close to 3 million. And the majority of that's been done in the last like four years, which is just wild. Cause if you look at the inception of Project Purple, you know, as we raise more money, our grants became more and more prevalent in terms of the overall portfolio and where we were going and what we were doing. So I just think, you know, the, the, those two, those top two for me are just so important. And as I said, with the PFA, it's like where the rubber meets the road. The more we raise, the more people donate to us, the more we're going to give out 
and the more research we're going to fund, which hopefully leads to, you know, early detection protocols, uh, leads to curative treatments, and it leads to survivability increasing and in us doing our part and pushing other groups, scientists, science to continue to fast forward and continue to progress uh, with better treatments and, and early detection and, and curative treatments and quality of life and quantity of life for all families battling pancreatic cancer. So to me, um, the grant package was just so freaking cool, man, that we're able to do that, especially, you know, again, given the last couple of years um, and given that there was, I mean, you know, for the last almost three years, all we've heard is COVID. We've never heard the word cancer. Right. Um, you hear COVID and drug overdoses, which I'm not saying neither one is is important. And and that's not the point here, but it's like the spotlight on cancer has been taken off. Um, I guess rightly so. You know, COVID impacted everyone in the world. Um, you know, and, and overdoses that are an all-time high. Uh, but we can't forget about this cancer population that needs us and needs the community. So those were my top five. So is there anything that we're missing here? Because I know five is tough. So not to repeat anything that was already said, but we'll go back and, and you guys each get like one or two max, like two max, maybe one. Uh, but could you add anything that was like, uh, like on the peripheral of your top five that just wasn't said here in the last uh, 20 minutes? Man, I think, I mean, we covered a lot of them um, between the three of us. You, you mentioned the virtual events. I would have mentioned like the turkey trap, but that was already mentioned. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't know if this is really like a, a top moment, but I would just say because I was more involved with like some of the runners and some of the fundraisers, um, watching some of their creativity and, yeah. and funding, I don't know if that counts. Um, you know, we had some really good, you know, runners do some, or participants do some very creative, um, you know, and new different type of fundraising events, whether it was third party at, um, at a bar, at a restaurant or whatever, it was just, you know, it was fun to see, you know, the wild things going on or the, the, the different things rather than just saying, Hey, donate $25 to me. Yeah. Type of that was, that one counts. That's where I'll go with that one on my, on my outside. So that fundraising and third party. So third party was one that I had written down because this was some really cool year with some really amazing third party events where, you know, we had uh, kids doing lemonade stand. We had, you know, happy hours. We had all sorts of third apple stands again, you know, so all sorts of third party stuff. Um, I have two that were not mentioned here. So I'm going to throw them out here and then we're, we're going to shift to 23. Uh, one was our ambassador program. I, I think, you know, the ambassador program really stepped it up. This is, I think, the fifth year of our ambassador program. And I, I feel like every year we get better and better and better at this thing. Um, and our ambassadors get better and better and better, you know, supporting us and, and, you know, testament to all the ambassadors throughout the year. There's so many highlights throughout the year for that. But, you know, clearly in November really stepped it up, shine the light. We had so many buildings lit up in purple, um, you know, but truly, truly a, a great year for the ambassador program. So I'm going to throw that there as, as, uh, as in the top 10, but not in the top five, as we say. Uh, but then the other one for me, and again, this is coming from my perspective is the podcast. And I think one thing that we, we saw this year with the podcast was just this rise of guests um, where, you know, we had people reaching out to us 
uh, to be on the podcast from all walks of life, from authors and, and people that had written books about cancer journeys and cancer support to survivors. Uh, and that's the, just the, the coolest thing that, you know, when we originally had this idea, producer Sam, to do this podcast, I don't think anyone really envisioned, you know, five and a half years later, almost while well, we're over five years, that, uh, that we would actually be going through this journey still. And it's just so cool to see that uh, happen. And, and, you know, that would, uh, that would be another highlight for the year because it has increasingly become such a vital piece of kind of a, a library of stories for families going through it. Um, you know, sometimes we do deviate from a lot of things in the sense of like, it's not always survivors or science. Sometimes we bring our participants to talk about the great things they're doing. Sometimes we bring podcasts together like this to talk about, you know, recaps and talk about future events and stuff like that. Uh, but it does have a, an extensive library of survivors sharing their stories, scientists sharing what they're doing in the science for the disease. Um, it's just really cool how that's just kind of evolved and, and just become such a, a vital piece, I feel, in this community of pancreatic cancer. So before we move on to the next segment, I would love to hear our listeners' comments on what their top five for our 2022 year was. Um, whether you're a listener or a participant or however you've been you know, involved with us, just let's hear what your top five is. So shoot them in the comments, you know, wherever you're listening to this, um, you know, and we'd love to hear what you say. I love it. I can't wait to read those comments and, and see what people thought their top five was. Let's talk 2023 here. So let's, uh, some of these, so full disclosure here, some events we have booked already. Um, we are at liberty to talk about and others we do not. Um, but as everyone knows, I think the best place to kind of keep track of all things Project Purple, clearly our website, projectpurple.org. Follow us on all social media channels because we love teasing stuff out there. Sometimes we'll throw some stuff on Instagram stories that doesn't show up on Twitter or Facebook um, and vice versa. Sometimes we'll post links on Twitter and sometimes we'll post stuff on Facebook. So um, make sure to, that you're following us across the board on all our social media channels. But we've got an exciting year coming up. The clock resets itself at zero in <laughs> January 1. Uh, as the team knows here at Project Purple. So we are really looking forward to races. We've got our golf outing, our virtual events, and then we've got some other things happening. But let's talk about our races, Vin. You, you're, you mentioned on the podcast, you know, on your top five, you know, it was a weird year for you because you were running, you know, the push-pull golf outing, and then we moved you over to the teams. You're doing a great job now. So let's talk a little bit as you move forward now, managing our teams, like what we've got on tap right now for our 2023 calendar for our races. Yeah. So like you said, you know, um, we restart in January, right? And yeah, we're already in that process. We've already launched some of these teams, but you know, we kick things off officially. I, I think, unless I'm missing something or unless something pops up earlier, you know, our first uh, marathon or first half marathon, I should say, is in March, March 19th. Uh, New York City half marathon um, is where we'll be out there. Have a team of about a hundred people. You know, spots are still available, so. If you want to run, if you know anybody that wants to run, if you have a spot already through the race and you want to be a part of our team, um, you can do that as well. So that kicks it off um, in March. And then quickly following that is our London team. Um, quick turnaround with London as I'm speaking to the team too. It's, it was in September and now it's back in April. 
Um, so we have that one booked. We have Berlin out in September. Um, and then we have your, your, our Chicago in October and New York in November. And then there are some other ones that we've talked about. I don't if, you know if you want to mention those, cause I don't know if they're official, official yet, but there are some other ones that we'll be involved with, uh, you know, throughout the year, um, you know, that, you know, we will have spots in, or you'll be able to run with, uh, run in as well. Yeah, Vin, uh, we hope to be adding some more throughout the year in, in various markets. I, I think, too, that we can tease. I, I don't think you mentioned we're grandmas, right? Uh, up in, uh, Duluth. We're, we're headed back to Duluth uh, for grandmas, uh, unofficially, but officially. And then also in the fall, hopefully Detroit, building out a, a nice size team in Detroit with the Detroit Marathon. So uh, really looking forward to and, you know, we're always looking to evolve and expand you know, our race series. And, you know, uh, I think that's the one cool thing with what we've done over the last 12 years now going into year 13 is kind of going where runners have asked us to go and not necessarily saying, Hey, we're going to plant a fat plant, a flag in Hartford, Connecticut, because we're based here in Connecticut. Uh, but really trying to find races that work really well with us and also, um, you know, work really well for our runners. So super excited to have another great year with our run teams and uh, all those races. What's kind of cool too, I think, and what's happened over the years is clearly they're not all marathons, right? We have various options and some of these races have multiple options on race day, not just from a race standpoint, but, you know, like Detroit offers multiple options, Twin Cities, uh, which we'll be back at again, offers multiple options. Grandma's offers multiple options. So it's really nice. It's not always about marathons. Um, you know, if that's your thing, we've got plenty of marathons, uh, but we've got plenty of other shorter distances to choose from as well. And sometimes those races kind of combine each other on the same day. Our golf outings back, guys. And I know this year we're excited. It's our third year back at Shorehaven Country Club uh, for the third year in a row. Wow, those guys just, it seems every year just keeps getting better and better. But this year's date is June 5th, uh, which is a Monday down in Norwalk, Connecticut. Super excited for that. Um, I know we've already pulled some sponsors and we've got some other things happening, hopefully from a sponsorship standpoint to enhance and make the golf outing the biggest it's ever been. So super excited for that. We just got to hope that pray that the rain gods cooperate. We have another great day like we did last year. Yeah, we're due on the rain. So uh, praying that they hold off again. Yeah, I, 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 we'll see. There's no promises, man. But we've been blessed the last two years uh, to have great, great weather there both years. All right. So then let's talk a little bit about virtual here. And and Sam, I know you've been kind of taking the lead here with our virtual programs. Uh, we're excited. Uh, as I said, uh, when we talked about the top five, you know, we all kind of mentioned the virtual in, in some capacity and um, we're bringing all those things back. So let's talk a little bit about that, Sam. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for starters, um, I think it's pretty safe to confirm that just about all of like the virtual events from last year, they might look a little bit different, but um, at least in the capacity that they were at are going to be back. And we're looking for some, looking into some other ways um, to ramp things up. Sorry to be a little bit vague, but we are kind of making sure that we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's with some of the details. Um, but yeah, we do want to continue to make virtual the focus as we saw with the Turkey trot. Like there are some, some ways that we can, 
um, ways that we can expand even just doing what we're doing. So we're going to do some of that. Um, and then our challenge series, which is kind of run through like a partnership that we have, um, did really well and, and continues to do really well. And, you know, interestingly enough, the dog walking challenge in particular happened at the same time as the turkey trot. So not to get like too inside baseball on you guys. Um, it really just proved that we can even run a couple of these events at the same time and they could still be really awesome events and really great experiences for everybody. Um, so there's a lot more room to grow than we even really initially imagined. So that as far as virtual is really exciting for us. And we're trying to work on some ways to make it really exciting for you guys while also making it a little bit easier to fundraise. So without going too far into detail, um, we definitely want to ramp up our virtual and, and kind of get more people on board, you know, especially the people who've never, never participated with us, right? Because it's, you know, it's different. Be, oh, okay, I don't know if I'm ready for a half. I don't know if I'm ready for a full. Um, you know, you wonder if you kind of lose people sometimes, but when it's something that's, there's different levels to, you can walk a mile, you can walk your dog, like we can make it super accessible and get all these people involved that, um, not that they never had a chance to, but, um, sometimes when you're participating in your own things, it's not as much as of an experience. And when we're all together and we can kind of make sure everyone feels like a part of the team, um, that's really special. So we want to provide that for everybody. Awesome. I can't wait. Uh, I, I think our virtual, like I said, the virtual series is here to stay. Uh, it's, it's our opportunity to meet people where they kind of gather uh, in their communities and uh, just really looking forward to 2023. My last thing that I'm going to close here on as we end this episode is uh, we do hope to have some new events, some new type of events happening in 23 uh, that will probably launch pretty early in the year in that first quarter. So make sure again to uh, to get to our website, to follow us on social media, because we are hoping to bring to the table a couple of new, um, totally outside the box ways of, of, of what we've done in the past. And so uh, just really excited to bring that to our community and help support patients battling pancreatic cancer. I'm also looking forward to um, you know another opportunity to, to fund further research and also um, you know help more patients via our patient aid program. I know we're we're ever evolving that program to make it the best it could be to help as many people as possible um, from all facets, uh, from a financial standpoint, um, from a, a, a living standpoint, how people battle pancreatic cancer day in day out. So um, look for some exciting changes happening in 23. Uh, with all of our programs and uh, just appreciate the support, man. It's been a great year. As we said in the beginning of this podcast, it was a record year, but that is a testament to our community, to our participants, to the supporters out there that allow us to do all the great things we're doing. So with that, thank you for my guests for being here on the Project Purple podcast. It's been a blast. Thank you guys for your thought, your insight, and for all you do for Project Purple. So next time, folks. Please be safe. Enjoy your holidays. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Project Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear today, feel free to share this episode. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to follow us here on YouTube as you watch this video. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast.